Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, episode 214, the Kick-Ass Urban Gaming Podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm Holden DePardo. We've got Chad Michael Innes here with us. Do you want to say hi, Chad? Hi, hi, Chad. Um, that's an original joke made up just by me. <laughs> hi, Chad. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have the highly prolific Dungeons & Dragons master, Trevor Bettis. Trevor, how's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, pro I'm prolific. I'm well, I was, was going to list bio. all of your podcasts, but I can't list all of them. So do you want to plug all of your podcasts right now? <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't done that in so long. We don't I, have I've just time. been saying, just go to my Twitter account, <laughs> at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there, and that's about it. Uh, God. Let's go Let's go in chronological order, shall we? Uh, yeah. Difficulty class, which is Dungeon Dragons <gasps> podcast. Uh, from the same mister, where me and my half-siblings talk about being donor-conceived and finding each other and having a good time. Other side of suspicion, where me and some friends get together and talk about spooky storage, which has been off for a little bit but there's still some good episodes there. You should go listen to that. Uh, then we got Champions of Lore, which is done with Codename Entertainment. We talk about D&D &D lore and connected to Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, which is an awesome video game. Champions of Psychology, which is also done by Codename Entertainment. We talk about mental health and gaming in these unprecedented times and, you know, hopefully have some good conversations about it. We're not there to help you, though. Go see a professional. Uh, then we got Writing About <laughs> Dragons and Shit, which is a writing podcast that I do with B. Dave Walters and Aaron M. Evans, who's also on Champions of Lore. And, uh, yeah, so I'm up to six. Got Are six you, right now. Are you... Making up some of these. That's amazing. You don't host that not, many podcasts. I'm not. All of those are real. That's too many podcasts. I do. Okay. Here's here's another side of suspicion That's not even for the you. One, oh, Trevor well, doesn't really do all these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also the podcast producer for Black Dice Society, which is an official Dungeons and Dragons uh, streamed game, which you know goes on. So I stand by my earlier statement: the prolific Trevor Bettis. <laughs> Which is wild because, like, I literally, the first time I was on this show with y'all was the second time I'd ever been on a podcast ever. Uh, do you remember Dungeon Driver? Wow. That's right, yeah. Dude, Dungeon Driver. It's st Ow, those episodes are still up on Difficulty Class. Fuck my butt. That's I right. hit my knee on my desk and now I'm, <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, in our wanna, one podcast, we're not cool like, like Trevor. I want to introduce our pod. audience to this concoction oh, that I'm no. drinking, just to let them know I'm already starting silly, but <laughs> oh, I've, I've created a Jaeger bomb of sorts for the modern day man, and um, it is it is part <laughs> White Claw pineapple, part. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Baja Blast, which I just learned today existed, and I bought it at Target. Uh, and you mix them together in a butterbeer mug. I don't know how it tastes, but I've decided 10 minutes ago that I'm going to do it. It's pretty smacking. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, continue, Holden. You're allowed to resume the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So you can catch our one episode on Twitch Sunday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, except for like right now, which we're not doing it that way. YouTube and podcast services, Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. But it might not play out for this episode that way. I don't know yet. <laughs> recording a little late. But that's what it says in the notes. So I just read it on the teleprompter because I'm apparently like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Upcoming, we have Blue Box and Silent Hill shenanigans we've been talking about. Dead Space might be returning, maybe. Fingers Ooh. crossed. A lot of conspiracy theories in this episode. A lot of speculation. Other side suspicion is here for the gaming episode. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before all that, no speculation required to talk about our opinions on E3 
and what we liked and everything related to E3. I wanted to start off, this is our main quest, I wanted to start off with just what our favorite announcements were. And I want to actually throw it to Trevor first, because (gasps) your highly enthusiastic tweets was the reason I wanted you on (laughs) to talk about this. Um, Well, I'll start start off with with, uh, the, the first most enthusiastic one, which was Elden Ring. Oh my god. Oh, when damn, it ring. I couldn't. I lost. I lost my shit. Oh my gosh! The, the, got the full trailer. You're on horseback. It's a world. You fighting shit. It's all dark and and dreary. It's. I. I'm. I'm so excited. I'm so freaking excited for that. More Soulsborne from from Soft. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> give it to me. Put it in my veins. Um, Absolutely. And you know you got great. George R. R. Martin helping write on it, and you know everything's already terrible in this world. So I, you know, there, there's nothing for him to make even worse. That's not me <laughs> saying that his stuff is bad. I'm saying anytime something good happens in Game of Thrones, something bad immediately precedes it. So there you go. Um, but Metroid, Metroid, oh my freaking god! The game that had been rumored for 16 years is real. <laughs> It has a trailer, it's happening, and it's coming out this year. I'm not going to lie, I, I might be Metroid like, sexual now. Like, I was very attracted to that game. <laughs> and, I- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, the, the, the absolute just chaotic wildness of it all is that, you know, we had Metroid Prime 4 announced, what, three, four years ago now? Four and, years, yeah. Yeah, and... We, the, from what we've heard, that game has been restarted a few times now and everything, and it looks like it's now going to be coming out after Metroid Dread, since that's coming out in uh, October. Were you which all is just as confused as I was? Metroid 5. Exactly, yeah. Were you just as confused yeah. as I was when I, you saw you Metroid 5 on there? Do you want me to you? No. I, no, I know what that means. Do you want me to explain that? Yeah, yes, I, please. It's a 2D series. It's all different. No, no. Here's the thing. It's all in the same timeline. So the way that the timeline goes is that it's uh, Metroid, which was on NES. Uh, then the second one is Super Metroid. Oh, no, sorry. The second one is Metroid 2 Samus Returns, which was on the Game Boy. Super Metroid is the third one, which was on Super Nintendo, thus the Super Metroid. Um, and then uh, Metroid Prime and Fusion came out at the same time. But Metroid Fusion is actually Metroid 4, but it takes place after Prime. In fact, it actually takes place after all of the primes. So even Metroid Prime Four takes place before Metroid are you, Fusion that are you came out in two thousand two. It takes place after Amazon Prime Day, like because that was this week. <laughs> and and technically, yes. or okay, to be, okay. To be fair, it, it technically <laughs> is. It is technically yeah. Um, and now we've got Metroid Dread, which is Metroid Five, which will be after Fusion, which is why her suit looks all different. So yeah, I'm I'm losing I'm losing my shit over this. I I get another 2D Metroid. I've been playing Samus Returns remake for 3DS like mad since it came out. I'm I'm just so excited. I'm so damn excited. I didn't realize it, how it excited I am marvelous. for it looks... Metroid. Like I I have not been a Metroid super fan ever in my life. I played Metroid Fusion on the GBA. That was my first Metroid. And then I played the whole Prime series on Wii. Played game. it via GameCube backwards compatibility because I never had a GameCube. And mm. then I played a little bit of Samus Returns on 3DS because Holden bought it for me. And I was like, this is super repetitive and I'm, I'm not into it. But, uh, oh, wait, wait. Also, Tell me in tell me in forty five seconds when I'm done telling you this story. Where does Metroid Other M fall in that timeline? 
All right, let me continue now. Um, so then I saw oh, this God. and I was like, oh man, I am just <laughs> it like matter. super Don't talk juiced about it. for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm V into it, as the kids say. V. V into it. Uh, Metroid, Metroid Other M, by the way, takes place after uh, Super Metroid, but before Metroid Prime. Oh, that's right. We played Super Metroid for Barf too. I played that and I really, really enjoyed it. And I yeah, really did. did not like. It was the our fact first Barf that it game. Was, uh, was it? Our, yeah, that was our first. Um, I did not enjoy the fact that it did not have uh, an explanation outside of the instruction manual about some of these things. But other than that, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just telling Trevor that before we were recording. Like the whole shooting five missiles at a door, how to wall jump. Oh, yep. yeah, breaking that fucking glass. Everything's terrible hours. behind me. <laughs> Sorry, hang on a second. My flight has decided to fall off my freaking table. You can oh, just no. stay down there. It, my chair attacked it. It's all my fault. Continue with I That's what I'm excited <laughs> for. I'm going to mute my mic. The gameplay footage for Metroid Dread that we saw, the trailer, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so hyped. And then we saw that gameplay footage. They had about, like, 45 minutes of gameplay footage. I watched all of it maybe, maybe several times. I won't acknowledge that fully, <laughs> but maybe several times. It looks so good. It looks so, so smooth good. in motions. The backgrounds look unbelievably good with it like, looks the, like the depth what, uh, they have what metroid samus returns could have looked like on the switch if they had released it on there instead of the Aww. yes <laughs> exactly and i love this mechanic of it's not quite as involved but the mr x like robot things that kind yes. of stalk you around it seems like they're segmented to certain areas but that's still a really cool idea for a Metroid game. Yes. Where it kind of definitely changes it up a lot. I'm really, really excited to see what that's like. And it seems like there's different versions of it, and they have mm-hmm. different abilities and different ways they can chase you. So, like, if you use your Morph Ball to get away from one to get in, like, a tight area, that might not work with another one. And I'm excited to see kind of how that plays out and the dread that comes from yep. running into one of oh. those. I'm so oh, pumped. Oh, shit. Oh, it's D-R-E-A-D. I thought it was Judge Dread. That we were running away from the whole time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, Son uh, of a it bitch. turns out that underneath the helmet, uh, Samus is actually uh, Sylvester Stallone. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the I, I'm still I still can't believe that Dread is real because again, it's been rumored for 16 years. There's a hint about it in one of the Prime games, where if you scan something, like Operation Dread is proceeding as expected. And I'm like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> is there I enough of a narrative out loud when I saw Dread? I, I couldn't believe it. Is there enough of a narrative that is mm-hmm. worth like going back and not like for gameplay? Yeah, you can enjoy these games, but is it worth going back narratively to get the story through these games? I feel like it's really flimsy at best. I, if if you're just looking for narrative, you could go uh, just do a YouTube video that explains it. Personally, with the exception of the Game Boy one. And you can just play the 3DS one. I genuinely think that each of them are enjoyable to play for their gameplay. I've played all of them. I, I love them. But, you know, I'm biased. <laughs> Zero, Zero Mission is a remake of one, right, on of, NES? Of the original. And that's the best yeah. way to play it. Okay. I have yeah. it on, on Game Boy Advance, so I will I will play that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want to go through all the 2D Metroid games I can before then. So mm-hmm. I Super Metroid, Zero Mission, Fusion. I played Samus Returns so recently that I don't think I need to go through that one again, though. That's fair. But I, I really did like that one a lot. Um, and I like that Mercury Steam is being hit again, too, because I liked the combat in Metroid Samus Returns. It felt faster paced than it does in... It felt refined in a way yeah. that, like, playing Super Metroid again, that it doesn't quite feel as refined. No fault of the game. It was 1994 when it came out. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to see... <clears throat> sorry, voice crack there. Don't excited die. to see them kind of take the reins again. Mm-hmm. And also not be not be bogged down by having to put in 40 Metroids that are all the same repetitive boss battles over and over again, and they can actually have some experimental new bosses. Mm-hmm. They're not... It's, it's whatever they want to do. Unless Nintendo has had a strict guideline of, this is the game you were trying to make in the past, so you have to make this exact game. But I feel like they yeah. probably didn't do that. It's fair. Hey, everyone. Guess what? <laughs> um, I'm going to make an executive decision right now that we're going to go offline for like seven, literally seven seconds, because there's like a three second delay between when I say something and when you guys hear something. Um, so I'm just going to we're going to go to a hold screen. I'm going to leave the discord. I'm going to come back to the discord. We're going to come back. It's going to be Papa John's <gasps> all over this bitch. All right. I'll see you soon, everyone. In I'll the miss audience. you. Keep recording and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now is that he's coming. Is this camera? <laughs> uh, I, I think he just moved into a new place and the internet connection might be mm. wonky-ish maybe. I don't know. All right, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you beautifully. Super hot twats. All right, we are going back. All right, we're back. Hey, that didn't ever happen. Hey, everyone, what's up? Papa John's. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, what, what all was y'all's uh, get hype moment? The entire Nintendo event, to be honest, <laughs> that that was my. Here's the thing: I don't. This is totally. This is not like an objective thing. This is totally subjective. But like, that was probably the best Nintendo Direct I've seen. For, for really? like me personally, Ooh. I as a kid, I didn't play on consoles a whole lot. I played on Game Boy Advance a lot. Nerd. And I played on like handhelds <laughs> a lot. I'm totally a nerd. So. I've been wanting to go back and play Advance Wars. I loved Advance Wars as a kid. I loved playing WarioWare. That's so as a kid. weird to me. Sorry. And I loved- Advance Wars. A strategy yeah. game, correct? Yeah. 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 You're not typically a strategy game person, right? Mm. No, not usually. That's like the exception because it has that nostalgia factor for me. It's yeah, also okay. very lighthearted for a strategy game. A lot of strategy games are like dark and and like evilish, and this is just like, hey, here are commanders who are smiling at you and have special abilities. You're gonna go murder music. a shitload of people, but it's gonna yeah. be okay because we'll do it in pretty cartoony graphics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when when a tank goes or when a uh, infantry unit goes after a city, it just kind of crushes the buildings a little bit. It doesn't actually like destroy people's homes or anything like that. <laughs> It's a, it's a very surprisingly lighthearted game, but I yeah. l- it's a really good strategy game. Um, I enjoy it a lot, and I've always wanted to go back and play those, and I just never expected to see a... not e- I never expected to see the franchise again. I never expected to see, you know, even just like a GBA virtual console of those come back again. <laughs> I never expected to see anything advanced wars ever again let mm-hmm. alone a full-on complete remake of the first one two games two. in one bo- yeah oh awesome so excited for that yeah. warioware freaked out for that too i love warioware is warioware uh, fun by the yourself? first one 
It yeah. is absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I've never played one before, but it looks like one of those is like you you have to be in a group of people to have fun with it. But I guess no, no. Okay. What's fun about it is it's just really fast paced, and there's this like, oh god, okay, they're showing me this thing. Um, it's a nose. Uh, pick it, and then you have to like do something to pick the nose or something like that, and then like that's and then it moves on to the next game immediately. It's full chaos all the time. It's so chaotic. And what I love about this one is it's that same chaos but you also change your character every single time you start a new micro game <laughs> oh my that, god and each one operates differently and, and has a different mechanic to it so not only you have to figure out what to do you have to figure out how does this specific character interact with this micro puzzle did, did they put out a gameplay video for that yeah they did oh i need to watch that that sounds fun because like i i've i've only played it when somebody like passed me to, to try it out and what i've never owned one i'm thinking about getting this one because it does look like a, a bunch of fun oh there's also special nintendo levels where they have like a set of nintendo micro levels where it's like oh two animal crossing villagers next to each other and it's like pass the present across and you have to then like get wario <laughs> fly him over and like carry the gift over to isabel like Gross. it looks awesome it looks so good Love but like it. those three announcements just like together. Yeah. It was just like my GBA childhood nostalgia just like kicked in overdrive. I'm like, holy shit, this event was made for me. It might as Plus well have just said the beginning, of the like, dedicated wild. to hold the departo. Like Honestly, <laughs> how have we not even mentioned amazing. that yet? <laughs> but that's what's so amazing about this event is that should have been for me like the number one mm -hmm. thing, and I keep forgetting about it. Mostly because they didn't show that much, and I don't really know what to think about it. it it's weird that you say that though. Because they did show a bunch. Like they showed about as they showed more than when they originally talked about uh, the the you know when it was for the just for the Wii U more than they showed for yeah. that. Um, they and I my hype level for Breath of the Wild two is just at eh. Ooh. Like I'm gonna get it. I know I'm gonna play it. I know I'm gonna like it. But the there there was a big conversation recently going around about like hey so durability in breath of the wild kind of sucked and i do agree with that but i'm not going to be like you should take it out and you know shake my fist at the clouds because <laughs> god you know that's all that they're gonna hear um but it, it's that system definitely decreases my hype for it if they were like we're gonna do just an old style uh, Legend of Zelda game with some elements of Breath of the Wild in there, I would be more excited. I am excited for the lore potential pro uh, properties of this because there's been a lot of rumors going around. Barrett Courtney from Kind of Funny was saying like we might be playing as Ganon, um, and so there that aspect of it has me more hyped than actually playing it. Yeah, if we play as Ganon, and I'm also, gonna freaking cream. <laughs> <laughs> But also, like, literally, they, Nintendo could have announced anything else in, in that, that thing, and it still would have, Metroid Dread still would have won it for me. It doesn't matter. They could have been like, yeah. we're doing the ultimate crossover. You can do Animal Crossing with every single Nintendo character. It's the Smash Bros. of Animal Crossing. They'd be like, don't care. Give me Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing a brand new Mario Kart. Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that or actually yeah, sounds doing, awesome. In my they, village, the Smash I have Bros Samus of, uh, and Luigi and like all these people living in my town. That sounds well, imagine great. they do Smash Bros Ultimate for like Mario Kart, where they're like, we got Master Chief in a little cart. Heck yeah. And I'm like, I don't care. Metroid Dread. <laughs> I do want that game really bad. I want that more than Metro, uh, than uh, Mario Kart 9. You know, but they had that game, Mod uh, Nation oh, Racers. You can make your own racers and customize them however you want them to look, including Master <laughs> Chief. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
Uh, I was um, really impressed with Nintendo. I think you mentioned like what are your kind of standout moments. And Nintendo had a really strong offering. I loved everything about it. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. realize this until today. I was listening to the Easy Allies podcast, the kind of wrap up one. That aside from Breath of the Wild and Dread, <clears throat> a lot of the and a little bit of WarioWare, the, a lot of the other really big announcements were all just remakes of old shit. Like especially like the Mario Party one. She's like, here's all the best yep. stuff from Mario Party. Here's Advance Wars one and two. Oh god, I'm so here's, hyped for that. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It doesn't diminish the um, <clears throat> the overall conference for me, but it's like it's interesting that Nintendo mm-hmm. a large percentage of their offerings right now is just you know Skyward Sword remake. It's it's all of these remastering and remakes of old shit, which I'm not against. Because there's a lot of old shit well, I didn't fin- play, but they finally listened to the <laughs> they finally listened to the tens of thousands of fans that were like, "We will literally throw you money if you just let us play this again." And they're <laughs> like, right. ah. and like, "You don't want to buy we're, Mario we're Bros. again?" Bit. All right, okay, yeah, <laughs> but but now in cat suits, yeah. So, <laughs> I was, hey, that cat suit's awesome. The, the <laughs> The Nintendo conference surprised me, and, and I loved it a lot, but I was also really... This was the Microsoft conference. I remember at the end of the conference being like, this was the thing that we've been needing to happen for the last five, six years. Well, yes. Honestly, the entire generation of the Xbox One. That you know, all of the exclusives, the Bethesda partnership was yes. paying <laughs> off in spades. It was That's really what sold it for me. And then interestingly enough, within two hours of seeing that conference, I couldn't remember anything other than Starfield. And I was, <laughs> so I was thinking back, like, what were some of the best things? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, right? you know what? I don't know. What did they even show off? <laughs> <laughs> there were a like, couple of vampire things that were like, all left for like, dead. But other than that, I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, I remember when they first started doing this thing of like, we're just going to pack every moment of this with gameplay and new games and everything i'm like yeah let's go but now i can't remember half the shit you showed me because it was there (laughs) i was excited it was gone i was excited for the next thing and that for my adhd brain is a fucking nightmare (laughs) (laughs) i cannot anchor one goddamn thing after the other Yeah, the only thing there, so I saw Stalker 2 there, and I'm like, oh, Stalker 2 looks good. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm excited for that. I'll get a Series X for that. And then I'm like, oh, it comes out for PS5 a few months later. Exactly. Guess I don't need to get a now, s- Series X. Here's what that did, though. Game Pass. It Game Pass is already the best value in gaming. Yeah. It's amazing. But, like, it, what did it? It was 28 games, 100%. 26 of them on Game Pass or something like that. And th- that was a very, very strong showing from them. I was very excited to see that Diablo 4 was not one of those games. That way I don't have to... Or sorry, Diablo 2 Resurrected was not one of those games. So I don't have to make the really difficult choice of do I play this free on Xbox or do I buy it full price on PS5? (laughs) Definitely going to buy it on PS5. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Overall, do you think that the event did what it needed to do in terms of like... Do you, do you think E3 that they're set up for the future? Or no, just Microsoft's Xbox. event. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, Xbox no, Microsoft's it, 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 it did what it needed to do. Like, you know, there was the, you know, every freaking year, it's just like, but where's the exclusives? And I'm like, that's what Game Pass, that, that's why they have that, because they don't have those. Now they do, <laughs> and, you know, I, 
I mean, I hold. On, I think you and I got into a little bit on Twitter at one point about like uh, Starfield and Elder Scrolls and stuff being exclusive, and. Mm-hmm. I did not think that Starfield was going to go exclusive because I'm like, it's too far into its development. They have they had to have already been working on it for the PlayStation. They're, they would literally just be wasting all of those that time and effort. But I guess uh, Microsoft like, don't care. Give it to us only. No. And I think what happened there is they were working on for PlayStation 5, and then Phil Spencer walks in the office. He goes, guys, we're buying you out. And then, yeah. like, 20 people with trash cans walk in from behind him <laughs> and take the PS5 dev kits and throw it in the trash. That's what happened. No, no. Phil Spencer takes one of them, and he's just, they're like, well, aren't you going to throw that in the trash? He's like, nah, this one's come with me. And he just reenacts office space, taking it out into a field, <laughs> slow motion, beating it with a bat. <laughs> He's like, he spits on it. That's right. We this one's for this Last now. of Us Part 2, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, um, I, I, and I, I think, Holden, it was you that was brought it up, but, it, like, I totally had forgotten that Morrowind and Oblivion, like, Oblivion for a little bit, but Morrowind was an Xbox exclusive. Elder or uh, Oblivion was an exclusive for, like, three years i want to say and it was still exclusive um, after it came then, to ps3 uh, as well because it just was broken and you couldn't play it so it might as well have been xbox exclusive at that point that's fair <laughs> that's fair yeah. same with skyrim <laughs> same with skyrim hey i played skyrim for the first time on ps3 and it it, it didn't break down immediately um, I picked the game. <laughs> it just made it eventually so that it uh, nothing loaded when I walked through Whiterun because I had moved too much stuff. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's wild that we live in a world now where Bethesda's ga- Bethesda games are exclusives. And I know that that has been a thing, but it, it meant a little bit less because things were exclusive to random platforms all the time in the early 2000s. It was like, why is this exclusive? It just is. Like there, like it wasn't even like a money thing. They were just like, we just didn't feel like making it for Microsoft. Like even during PS3 times, there were people like, we did not want to touch the PS3. Screw its cores. Like well, I hate this thing. Um, and, and but now we live in a world where like you know, I, I saw a Microsoft thing earlier, and they were oh yeah, it was them announcing Windows 11, which apparently this beefy computer can't run. Um, that it, they're like, oh yeah, you know, w- oh, n- now that we have Bethesda, and I'm like, God, it, it, like every time I hear that, it's it's like I'm learning the information for the first time again because it's so <laughs> mind blowing every time. <laughs> oh yeah, so, like knowing some of the games are gonna be coming up, like honestly, anything from Arcane. I think it was Tim Getty said that Arcane is gonna be um, Microsoft's Insomniac. And I'm like, totally. In a few yeah. years, yeah, totally that's going to be true. Um, I love Dishonored. I can't wait for Deathloop. Those games are outrageously fun. They just yeah. got to get um, smaller super, super hands, and, like, man. Those games... <laughs> <laughs> I get that. can't the play those games with the big old hands. Huge. I know. That's, uh, literally, <laughs> I played so big, like yeah. an hour of Dishonored, and I just couldn't get over it. The art style with their hands being twice the size of their heads. Was, no. No, sir. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's really no, good sir, stuff. No, thank you. Although I haven't done Dishonored 2 yet, and I feel bad about that. I need to do that. I have it on my PlayStation. I have it. Just need to play it. But you like, really need that... to be in the mood. I will tell you that. You, you need to really be in the mood for what that game is. Because <laughs> oh, I, okay. I love Dishonored. I still haven't made it all the way through that game. 
Really interesting. Yeah. It's good. I don't it's know a if good I want... game. I'm not saying it's not. And I and you know I jump around from games left and right, so that's not a big hit against it. Uh, but I will say you got to be in the mood. Is it like, and this might be a really bad comparison, but is it like Banjo Kazooie, and then they're like, hey, the third one's coming out, and it's nuts and bolts, and it's like a different game? No, no, it's definitely okay. the same game. Uh, with it, it, it is, it is more of a proper sequel. Where it's like it's what you know, but with a little bit new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So don't go back and play the first one before no. I play the second one. No. Okay. Yeah, you don't need gotcha. that. Okay. Um, but going back to the exclusive stuff, like uh, knowing some of these games are going to be exclusive, like I can't wait for Fallout Five. I'm more excited for Fallout Five than I would be for Elder Scrolls Six. But like I'm going to have to get an Xbox to do that because I'm not a yeah. PC gamer. I don't really want to play those games in the cloud. I just would rather not. And I know there's going to be a lot more great stuff coming. So this is kind of the first time where I felt that need to get an Xbox. Yep. And that, so that is why they did it. Yep. Pull and that right there. From their business perspective, good for them. For my entertainment yeah. center, not as good news. <laughs> I'm going to have two ugly boxes now on the entertainment center. Listen, the Switch dock is not that ugly. Zing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I didn't include Switch Dock because I tuck mine in the back of my entertainment center so I can see it. <laughs> I think everybody does. I just yeah, did mine. Just, I don't care if it doesn't... It's actually kind of the Bluetooth convenient. doesn't communicate. I don't give a shit. The, I... I this is a full tangent. You don't play it anyway. This is a full tangent. I don't care. I walked in someone's house one time, and they had the Switch dock. In like, there was like a little gap between the shelves and the the TV space that was about this big. They had it on its back and like slotted in there. And I'm like, don't, don't, Ew. please don't do that. You are, please don't do that. You're hurting my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone that poor Switch. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Like, their closing game was Redfall, which is like, okay, that looks was a cool. cool cinematic cinematic trailer. Looks cool, yeah. but, like, who knows? Cinematic mm-hmm. trailer. Right. I don't really know what that's going to be. I mean, the last um, time I saw a cool cinematic trailer like that, they're like, actually, it's a Battle Royale game. And I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Find out it's a card game. It's it's another Hearthstone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I've been looking for an excuse to get I'm back into Hearthstone, for that. though. I, I like a good card game. Just kidding. Hey, though, you I feel that's like the biggest lie you've ever said to me. <laughs> no, dude, I was yes. I was big into magic. I was big into Magic: The Gathering in in high school, and then uh, I was big into Hearthstone for like a good two months. Whenever it first came out, uh, so I was I was via it, and then I was like, I, I don't have time. But Ubisoft, like literally, I was so yeah. impressed by that. My, one of my predictions going into this E3 thing was we're going to be disappointed by Ubisoft. And um, turns out that wasn't the truth. Like, Back for Blood looked great. A Rainbow Six Extraction looks freaking awesome. It's another three-player multiplayer thing, mm. which sucks, but... Um, Good choice on the I'm change excited. of name. Yes. Yeah, very much so. But yeah, I was I very excited by that. Bet, I have a bet on Extraction that will never probably... A bet on Extraction I bet we'll never find out about, but just for the fun of it. Do you think they had aliens in that game to begin with, or did they just add those in the past year? Oh, no, they, they, that, because it was, that game got made because there was a, uh, a, a mode for Rainbow Six Siege that was an alien invasion thing, and it was oh, really there was. popular. Okay. Yeah, and so they actually, from what I understand, they built this game because of the popularity of that mode. Gotcha, um, okay. So, 
No, it, Trevor it, it, won it the was bet. definitely there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won the bet. <laughs> you, uh, Ubisoft was good, I agree. Um, I think it kind of got lost for me and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Mario Rabbids, um, uh, Sparks of Hope, yeah, that looks good. That looks yeah. really good. That looks like a great improvement. Yo, yeah. Rosalina Rabbids? Oh, an already mm. really good game. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love her just like sitting there sleeping, just like I gotta get up. Uh, fine. <laughs> I was like, I relate to you so hard right now. <laughs> so, kind of overall with E3, there's been this conversation of whether or not E3 needs to continue, and whether or not this is like it, it should end. I'm kind of curious after this, after this week. Or Pat, not this week, but like last week. Do we feel that, or do we still want E3 it to be around? Kind of what needs are our, to stick around. And thoughts? I think, I think it is most obvious because of the comparison to last year. Like everyone, industry people, fans, everyone was excited this year to have everything all in one kind of packed few days. Even Game Fest summer sucky bitchy shit was all in the E3 loop because they were like, "We're coming out on Thursday and doing that shit." Um, so I think the, having the consolidated time for all these announcements and trailers, I think, was really, really helpful, and, and everyone was a fan of that. But also from one of the things that, from an industry perspective, that didn't get to happen this year or last was, like, the in-person stuff, the behind-closed-doors demos, all of, like, getting hands-on with a lot of these mm-hmm. games and seeing impressions and previews that we just don't get to have without E3. If we just see, I mean, it's the same kind of thing like the E3, or not the E3, the, the Jeff Keighley DualSense thing. And just watching a video of him hold the controller in his hand saying, guys, it's good. It's like, <laughs> it's, that's not helpful. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you're Jennifer, able to watch Jeff Keighley do that all day, <laughs> when we're, when we're able to get in person and hear actual like hands-on experiences with these things, rather than just CGI trailers for things that could be great or could be awful, terrible things, um, that's what I think the value of E3 holds, and that's not going away, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hot take, I don't think it needs to continue. Uh, mm. And what I mean by that is I don't think it needs to continue as it is right now. Um, I think Nintendo hit on the best way to do game announcements um, years ago, and that's with the Direct. The when Nintendo announces a direct, everyone is hyped that is a Nintendo fan. Like, Maybe too much. <laughs> and that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah. But the thing is though, is that because they do these directs away from everything else, each one of those games gets more focused than they would have. Like like right now, during E3, they did the direct. Everyone's talking about Metroid and Zelda. No one is talking about the uh, the remakes and stuff that could have been getting really good airtime. Also more than that, though, Xbox, there was a lot of games in there that weren't AAA titles, that were indie games and stuff like that, that would benefit so much more from having a bigger breathing room of that event than if we were like okay cool but we just had summer games fest like two days ago and also nintendo's is in two days uh we got ubisoft coming up after this i'm not giving the time of day to think about this i i for triple a games e3 works phenomenally and well and it gets everybody hyped for the smaller double a indie games it 
there it's just kind of a waste and that's the unfortunate thing about it do you feel like that's um, still true if, given last year with summer games fest because i i feel like personally last year it was that everything had you know at least a few days between announcements but they were sudden they were random and by oh, the end no, of I'm the not, summer i didn't even give a shit they're like oh something new for summer game fest is like i don't i don't fucking care i'm not gonna tune in to be fair that one was um out of necessity and panic uh, because that got put together in probably a month because of COVID and E3 shutting down and everything else having to change. If it was given the proper time, I don't think it needs to be over the whole summer, but if they just did it over the month of June and it was like, hey, uh, uh, Sony's probably going to say something at the end of the month. Microsoft's going to do something at the beginning of the month. Nintendo's popping up. God knows when he's going to come out like that freaking groundhog and see his shadow run back in there with that Metroid um, or just like give it at least like I, I wish they would almost have it like a week each. Some of them I don't think need to keep going like uh, <laughs> The PC show, I, I know you all try really hard. <laughs> I want to love that show. I watch it every year, and every time I do, I go, I got nothing out of that. Um, so I, 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 I think, like, I think these things having more space now because there's so much more. Back in the day, you know, E3 would happen and it, they'd be like, "It's Halo. We're gonna spend 15 minutes on Halo." Uh, Nintendo, we're we have so much extra time. Let's get these random people that have up on the stage to play invisible instruments with the Wii <laughs> because we just have so much time. Um, I, I wish we had, I wish there was more breathing room for stuff so that there was able to be more hype. If about it's things. not concentrated though, yeah. if it's not concentrated in that few days or that week, uh, I feel like another opportunity that like it's a huge networking opportunity for indie developers and it's a, an opportunity for them to oh, no. recruit talent to to court publishers and say, hey, here's my game that we just revealed and yeah. here you can get hands on with it. Please publish us. Dear God, please publish us. Like I feel like we'd be missing out on that if everything is spread throughout the entire month and then they're not concentrated together. That I 100% agree with. That I 100% agree with. Like it, it's it def there does need to be an in person thing. I don't know if the the keynotes and stuff need to be happening at the same time and everything though. Like I think there could be, you know, th like there, there's the game developers conference and stuff like that. If there was an E3 thing that was more focused on that sort of stuff. I think that would be really good. You know, they did open it to the public the last few years before COVID. One of my best friends went and was like, it was freaking wild. It was so freaking fun. I got the place death. Oh. And, um, but that, like, I, I would never go. Like, unless, unless I had, like, a press badge or something like that, I wouldn't go. It'd be a waste of my time, personally. <laughs> um, yeah, but something like that for the industry part of it, I feel is important. Uh, as far, but again, like, I'm, I'm mainly thinking about the double A indie game stuff that I think needs more breathing room instead of, like, well, now that you've just got your minds blowed by Halo Infinite and the multiplayer is going to be free, here's some game you're going to forget about in five minutes. <laughs> um, it's, it's unfortunate that that has to happen because everything does have to be faster packing so much into that hour and a half to two hours that yeah for me i don't remember half of it like by the yeah. time it's done and that sucks like I, I i almost feel like i need to sit there with a pad and paper to write down games that look interesting so i can remember them yeah 
It's it's yeah, kind of the opposite that, of that. Because um, I know oh. that when... Sorry, go for holding. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like because I feel like when sometimes when Chad and I will go over like a Nintendo event and there's this like huge montage of indie games and this is even E3 related but it definitely yeah. ties to E3 as well and then it's like we're, we'll go through all the games list all the games it's like what was this one again I don't remember and then we'll just move on to the next like yeah. oh you know Super Metroid was announced and we'll like yeah. freak out about that um, so I definitely feel that I also feel like at the same time it's like a balance thing like yeah. By having those big games next to indie games, it might give them a spotlight that they right. wouldn't have had otherwise. Exactly. It's, true. it's like in the television, um, so whenever it's right, a balance. They would give them an, like a new show. They're like, cool, we're going to give you the slot right after The Office so that hopefully people will stick around and continue and watch it and yeah. learn to love it. Um, so it's kind of that same mentality. Hey, you'll get a spot right after we show off Halo Infinite so that people are paying attention and hopefully they'll see and notice your game for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I, I think if it, like if it continues this way, I'm not gonna say that it's the end of all things. Like I'm not saying this is how it should be. It's just my personal opinion. <laughs> uh, I would be happy with E3 continuing as it is because I do get hyped during that time. I, my wife and I make an event out of uh, sitting, setting aside time, sitting down, watching the press conferences and stuff, uh, stuff, and talking about them and everything. It's a great time. So I, I'm again yeah. just thinking about the little ones. Yeah, I think, um, excuse me, the, the month-long idea I like a lot, too, because I think that would kind of allow for the breathing room. Yeah. Uh, I think that would that would be exciting um, and kind of let Microsoft stand on their own, Nintendo stand on their own, Sony stand on their own, Indies can kind of stand on their own some more. I like that idea a lot. And, hey, I, E3 weeks are one of my favorite weeks of the year, so Let's make it month, I'm, I'm down with that being a month-long. <laughs> <laughs> the, the games journalists, though, are going like, oh, God, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think a lot of this conversation of E3 is fueled by journalists being really burnt out on it, and yeah. I totally get that. And, and and you see, that's kind of another thing too is that like I I I feel like there does need to be some level of restraint from companies because there's not enough time for all the everyone to talk about it. There's not enough time to make enough videos about it. I mean, we've sat here and talked for almost an hour and only talked about four of the games. So like yeah. there's there's just not enough time to talk about them. It's too many damn yeah. games. There's there's it's too, it's too much fun. It's too much fun. <laughs> and some of the big indie games kind of got pushed to the side, like Breath of the Wild 2. Yep. We just didn't talk about that one as much cuz yeah. it was overtaken by WarioWare. <laughs> What a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so those are games we're looking forward to playing in the future. What games are we playing right now, though? Trevor, mm. what have you been playing this week? Um, like I said, I've been playing uh, Metroid Samus Returns just because... Like, okay, so here, here's how bad it is. This is how bad it is, y'all. I saw that trailer. I'm like, I need 2D Metroid right now. And I knew, I, I knew that I had Super Metroid on my Switch. I could play it. It'd be very easy, but I'm like, I want something newer. I want to play Samus Returns. I have not known where the cart is for that in three years. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I will do this. I searched my house for 30 minutes and I said, I cannot find it. I made a declaration. <laughs> I am purchasing it again. And I went to the eShop and I bought it again. <laughs> uh, so I've been, I've been playing that, enjoying the hell out of it. It's just, it's so damn good. It's so, it's, it, I just, mm, I love it so much. Um, but you know what I just um, realized? The thing I just I realized really, oh. that I, 
sorry, before you leave the Metroid thought, yeah. I just realized a half an hour ago, I was like, I haven't played too many of the Metroid games, and then I was just going back through, and I was like, no, I've played all but two of them. <laughs> so it's like, I have played all of them almost. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just not the first one and not, or no, because I, I did play Zero Mission, I but that. I didn't play uh, Metroid Samus Returns and other yep. M. You don't need to play So you haven't games. played so one play of them round. then. Don't play other Yeah, you haven't yeah. played one of them. Don't do it. I love Metroid, <laughs> and I just, I can't with that game. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the main thing that I've been playing um, is uh, uh, Sea of Thieves. I've <gasps> really, the, it it has got its 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 hook in me. <laughs> yeah, no, so they, they at E3, during the Xbox uh, conference, they were like, all right, we got Sea of Thieves. And I'm just like, okay. I, try, I tried this game when it came out. My best friend loves Sea of Thieves, and I tried to love it with him, and I just couldn't. I'm like, I don't see what the point is of doing anything. I don't, I don't understand this. I'm, I'm out. Uh, and then they're like, hey, guess what? Jack Sparrow's in it. We got all this freaking new content. Then there's more than just Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. We made original content that's tying in with it. Uh, we're doing this huge thing. It's going to be awesome. I went, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to give it a shot. So I hopped back into it. Um, oh, my God. It was just a week ago. It was, la it was last Friday. And I have been freaking addicted to it ever since. Like, I'm, <gasps> no, I'm thinking about Trevor. it like every day. I bought the book i bought the role-playing game because what? that's my brand um <laughs> like my friends and i have been playing this almost every night or during the day like on on sunday i think i spent about six hours playing that with my friends and i don't play games for that long unless i'm doing a destiny raid and getting very mad with everyone um <laughs> that's, that's that's not true i don't get mad at you all um but uh Oh, it's I get just, mad at you guys. Just, I definitely get mad fun. at people in raids. <laughs> I know, I, I know you do. I know you do. I'm there. I, I always, I always love to start laughing when that happens. Um, but no, like I, uh, I, I started playing it. Uh, my friend was with me. We were actually doing it on stream. It was an absolute shit show because I had four other people on with me and everyone was talking at the same time. Um, but, you know, he was showing me the, the ropes of it and everything and was like, okay, so we're going to go over here. We're going to get a mission. We're going to go, uh, you know, find the gold and stuff. And, like, I don't know what it was, but, like, we started getting on the boat, like, setting the sails, find the wind, find our, our heading and everything. I was like, this is kind of cool. This is kind of fun. I like this. And then we got over there. We fought some skeletons, we dug up treasure, we took it back, we sold it, and I was like, that was actually a lot of fun. And by the time we had done, like, like six missions that night, I'm like, I'm in. I'm here. Let's do it. And like, I've even been playing it on my own. Like, <gasps> I'll get on and just be like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go like dig up some gold and bring it back, get my reputation up, uh, keep going on that season pass stuff because they got season pass now, and it's actually more lucrative on the free side than the paid side it's it's absolutely that's wild. interesting and yeah uh, like i've dropped money in here too because i play this on game pass i got my xbox my pc and i'm just like i want that boat i want that skin i got a parrot i don't care let's freaking go um so so i i i've, I've been really heavily enjoying it. joel's actually been playing it too i, I saw on twitter um and, and i it, it's got the only gripe that i have with it is you can only get into the game with a max of three other people. Yeah. And to try and get on the same server is a nightmare. It makes no sense why you can't do that because two boats can team up 
already, so I don't know why we can't just have two boats in the same server easily. But then, of course, there is children that play it and play music really loud over their mic and scream at you with obscenities because they're swearing for the first time in their life. Uh, <laughs> Learning how fun it is. Yeah, like like literally the, like the other day. We were in, we're on an outpost or something, and I hear cannons go. I'm like, "Are you guys shooting?" And they're like, "No." And oh, sure enough, there's some like big boat shooting cannons at ours and sinking it when we weren't doing anything and had no treasure on it. And I go over and look, and I hear some terrible music playing through a mic, and some guy go, "Yeah, motherfucker, take that!" <laughs> 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 and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> So if if I could play that game without other people besides people I know, it'd be my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, last last but not least, I'm playing World of Warcraft on my stream because I stream now. That's the other thing I do. I stream on my own. How do you stream uh, when you have fourteen podcasts? That's too much time. <laughs> I stream in between them. <laughs> Actually, one of my podcasts is off next week, and my wife goes, "Just because that's uh, not happening doesn't mean you get to stream that day." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm back into WoW. Um, and I've been off it for like 13 years, and it's it's really good. It's it's I just go in there, turn my brain off, talk to chat, and do some quests. It's good times. Is it? Are you doing classic or the the current version? I started off trying to do classic because that was about the time that I stopped playing. Uh, I stopped playing the expansion after that one, um, and. It was fun. I was like, oh, I'll see what new looks like. And there's so many quality of life changes. I'm like, I can't go back. I, ha I have to play current. It's just, it's it's good. It's easy. It's it's fun. Oh my God, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you? What are you all playing? I'm yeah, Chad, very short. Playing, very short list. It's, oh, I'm ashamed to say I haven't played anything since Red Dead Redemption 2 when I was in Rhode Island like a week and a half ago. Um, mm. I've been moving. I'm mm. back in California now. Moved all my shit. Been shopping. Got furniture. All yeah. the unpacking all that shit. So, uh, we'll hear a little bit more about Red Dead. Speaking of, it's our barf game that ends this month, but we are extending it by a week, maybe a week and a half, so that we can both uh, play a little bit more of it before we finish up. And um, I did play the multiplayer. We had we had it as a game night. Red Dead for multiplayer and. Fucking Dallas was the only one that showed up. He stayed up past his bedtime <coughs> to come join everyone who was so excited. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I bet I'll be there. Oh, I can't wait to be a cowboy again. And then everyone's like, mm, sorry, I got to go play Ratchet and Clank or whatever was out that week. I don't remember. But Red Dead Online was the best time I had with it so far. We went and killed some, like, goat or ram or something like that, skinned it, put it on the back of a horse, and sold it. It was great. It was a good old time. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I played. Do. And then uh, now we're going to go to Holden. And I can still hear you, but I'm going to go pee real quick. So continue. No one can hear me pee. Not even you guys. All right. <laughs> I actually realized I forgot to put some things in my list here, but I'll, I'll go through them pretty quick. Um, Super Metroid kind of already talked about that yeah. a little tiny bit. So we'll, we'll I played Super Metroid. I like it a lot. <laughs> And uh, I, I also played Red Dead Redemption 2 because it's a barf game. Yep. Spoilers. I love that game a lot. It's a good oh, game. Spoilers. I have the opposite opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. It's a very... Yeah. If someone's like, I don't like Red Dead, I'm like, what do you mean you don't like very well, slow, methodical so, so here's the thing. I, I did like Red Dead. I like Red Dead Redemption 1. I didn't beat it because it's just way too damn long. I played yeah. the first 15 minutes of Red Dead Redemption 2 and went... Not for me. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. It has a lot of systems. It has a lot in sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also played, um, I actually played through all of WarioWare for Game Boy Advance. Oh, no shit. Oh, man, I should try and find oh, that. I should try is... and find that one. It's outrageous. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that game. Also, totally, it took me like totally outrageous. It took me like two hours. It's mm-hmm. not that long. It's very very short. Um, but I beat that, and then, and then I did the Final Fantasy Origins demo. Oh, I didn't get to try to that. that. Still got time. I didn't like it that much. I, it wasn't I, for me. I don't think I'm gonna like it on a Final Fantasy level. I think I might love it on a Devil May Cry level, though. <laughs> It is definitely more Souls-like. Oh, interesting. But what I think is important for a Souls game to work is really solid mechanics and good level of control over what you're doing. And that's what I felt was missing. Do you... So so Sid is not in the game? Because Sid is the mechanic, canonically, in all the Final Fantasy games. (laughs) So there were none of him in there? (laughs) There's no Sids. None at all. There was the Not even like sudden infant death syndrome. There was that Sid. No Sids there. (laughs) Oh, God. Actually, you remind me, I I actually forgot a game on mine. I was playing Dark Alliance, the the new D&D game (gasps) that came out. uh, Tell me me it's not as disappointing as everyone says it is. I don't think it's that disappointing. I I genuinely don't understand what game people are playing either. But actually, I have heard some reviews where I'm like, did you realize you played it wrong, right? Like, I don't like saying that. Because there was one dude that was just like, I never locked on to anything. And I went, that's why you didn't hit anything. It, that's how it tracks attacks. <laughs> um, it, it like, it, it, it's, it is definitely a AAA game. It is not at all a AAA game trying to, like, reinvent the wheel or anything like that. But it is definitely a fun turn your brain off and beat the crap out of stuff game. How does it come? Um, that's, it, it, that was the original Dark Alliance and Dark Alliance Two, and there was like the crafting mechanics with the you know making shit with yeah. rubies and all that kind of stuff. That's all there. It's all the same. Yeah, and, and no, because it, no. the thing is like people are like this is a terrible ARPG, and I went, it's a good thing that it's not an ARPG then, because um, <laughs> it it's not about sending hordes of and waves of enemies at you like those those or Diablo is. Um, it's Here's an encounter. We've set a certain amount of enemies there. Fight them. Kill them. Move on. Um, it, it, it's actually got, like, go with me on this. It, some people are going to hear this and, and have a weird, like, it's got actually a little bit of Souls-like in it. Because it is about judging the encounter, deciding who you're going to attack first, planning which uh, things you're going to use blocking dodging is a huge thing about it that's another thing i saw in the review no one dodged <laughs> dodging is very important <laughs> um <laughs> like there, there's definitely bugs though like the enemy ai is crap uh the the archer gets totally screwed with levels of things like if you're not locked on and you're just on some stairs and you fire your bow it just goes straight ahead like it oh. does not go towards an enemy <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah there, there it's it's got a lot of problems but that's why it's it, it is forty dollars. It is again not trying to be a triple A game. <laughs> I'm having fun with it though. I like it. Sorry. I, I also I free on Game Pass. No, no, totally. It good. is free on Game Pass. I played a very triple A game, which was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. 
I have beaten it. I am on a second run through, and I want to platinum it. How do you have time? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) I've just been I've been trying to dedicate more time to actually playing games, (laughs) and also just also E three week. Anytime after E three, I get super super fucking hyped on games. Mm. So that also happens. But Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Holy shit, man. This is a really fun game. It is, to me, a really cool combination of it's a like true next-gen experience, and it reminds me of like the PS2-era character platformers, and it has that like oh. nostalgia element at the same time, and I, I adore it. I think it's awesome. The weapons are an absolute blast to use. Uh, they're so much fun. All, all of them. There's like 20 weapons and they all feel like unique in their own way and have their own little circumstance where you want to use them. So you're constantly switching between weapons and it's so good. And this, I mean, this story's fine. It's a Ratchet and Clank story. Do, do I need to have played the other ones to, to do this? No? Not at all. Cool. Not at I, all. I, do, I, it, I mean, I, I'm playing a lot of stuff right now. It's on my list. I want to play it, but I was wondering about that. So that's good to know. But yeah, you I did mean, there mention are some that things that you, you won't might... want to go back, right? Like once you play Rift Apart, you won't want to play the other ones. And I kind of want to play the other ones right now. I wasn't gonna yes. Go back. Oh, you silly slut! Well, here's <laughs> the thing about that: it's because it has. We're thinking of the story, and I'll, I'll touch on that. The story. There are some things I think that, like I haven't. I've only played two Ratchet and Clank games. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with it. I was fine keeping up with the story, but I can see mm-hmm. how there might be some things that speak more to you if you had played the other games. Yeah. Like you're going to alternate dimensions, so there's like an alternate dimension of a character you might not know. So that mm. moment might not speak to you as much. But um, n- regardless, the combat is just outrageously fun. Good. Uh, so much fun. Um, but it's because of the haptics, and that's why if you play mm. this one, you cannot go back. It is, without a doubt, the best haptics in the game. It just okay. utilizes it to its fullest extent. There are... I'm not going to lie, that some... makes me want to buy it right now. Like, I love the haptic controller. Like, that... Oh. Mm, damn. <laughs> I'll put it this way. When you beat enemies, these little nuts and bolts are around, and you collect them all to, to buy new weapons and stuff, yeah. right? But you feel all of them jump into your controller oh i love that it's okay. really awesome it's very subtle you feel every footstep it does it does like the astrobot thing where every footstep feels different depending on <gasps> what surface you're on it does that thing and then every gun feels different with the haptics you can tell you're out of ammo because the trigger feels different mm. if you do the whole like half press versus full press every gun does something different with that and it's just like it utilizes it fully, and it okay. is it makes it so fun. Um, I, I will say the other yeah. reason I want to buy this game is because I want someone to be like, "Hey, look, this uh, old school like platformer shooter game was really popular. Let's force someone to make another Jack and Daxter for the please love of God." Make another Jack and Daxter. <laughs> I really want another Jack and Daxter, please. Also, it's gorgeous. It mm. is without a doubt the best looking game I've ever seen. And it kind of has to be seen in person to be believed because it, it really, I know this is like a meme at this point, but it's the whole like, it looks like a Pixar film. It really does. <laughs> it, it is crazy. Demon you got to play it like a perfor- Pixar film. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, um, you you got to play with performance and ray tracing on. Ooh, yeah. The ray tracing makes a big difference, I think. And, 
it's it to me it's one of those things where I saw this and I'm like I know there's been a lot of talk about cross gen and whether or not those games get held back. And I'm like if we look at this and how good Rift Apart looks and what it can do with the haptic controllers because it's exclusive, and you look at Miles Morales, which is a good looking game. I don't I haven't played it, but like it still looks reminiscent of what a last gen game looks like, but better looking than that. Ratchet Clank Rift Apart is like leagues above anything I have mm -hmm. played. It, 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 there's no comparison, and I feel like that is definitely a part of being able to go balls to the walls and just, like, go all out with everything, and I'm like, holy shit, that is nuts. Like, it really <laughs> does make a big <laughs> difference, and I cannot wait to see more games that fully take advantage of, of PS5. Because um, even Returnal, I thought, kind of looked... Good-looking game, but there are some parts where I'm like, that does still kind of look like a PS5 yeah. game in some respect, or PS4 game in some respects. Um but it's so smooth and it plays so well. The the particle effects are so good that I'm like, okay, though, that's where like the PS5 goodness is coming in. But Ratchet and Clank is just like it's at a different level. Everything looks perfect. Everything. I can't think of anything in that game that I'm like, oh, that looked a little subpar. It all looks amazing. Um, so overall, I really like that game a lot. Also, really good new game plus mode. Very Ooh, good new game okay. plus mode. Where it gets a little harder, of course. But when you one like kind of mechanic in uh, Ratchet and Clank games is every gun has a level, like it goes one through five, and you increase the level just by using that gun. And then when you get to level five, it, it becomes like a different version of that gun that's way better. Well, in New Game Plus, you get Omega weapons, and you have a whole new set of Omega weapons to buy, and they're like basically levels five through ten for those weapons to make them like even better. So you kind of have that reason to go back and play through everything. But here's the reason that New Game Plus is the best. They add a combo mechanic to the game where if you don't get hit, you have a multiplier that goes up with the number of enemies you kill to get more nuts and bolts so that you can get those Omega weapons in the first oh, place. Oh, wow. That's and pretty cool. It, oh man, it adds so much to every encounter where everything feels more moment to moment because you're like, if I get hit once, I'm going to lose that times 10 multiplier I have right now. And God damn it, I worked hard to do that. So you have to think more about, well, what weapons do I want to use in this scenario? Because the buzzsaw gun works well against these small guys. Then I have these big dudes coming over this way. And I'm like, this is awesome. It's so good. I love it. That's Big awesome. fan. I'll stop talking about it now because I just went on a very long rant about Ratchet. It's okay. <laughs> I was here for it. So, um, before we move on, any other games we played at all? Before we go on to the uh, the Hideo honest, Kojima blue box stuff. While, while we were talking, because I just played too many games, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's move on to the Sony Quest log then. We're going to be talking about these whole abandon and blue box game studios thing. Oh, I'll say this. I, I had put some stories in here for you guys to see in the notes, but then last night I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit, so I have some more things to share from, from what I found. Um, Chad knows from our, our group um, chat that I've gone back and forth and have been very into this all week. Yep. Re regardless of what happens, this is kind of the preface one, but regardless of what happens, this is fun. There's no reason to get upset at these people. There's no reason to get like, you know, like, it's going to be okay. Um... <laughs> Do but not it is harass fun developers, please. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. It's okay I to be thought, upset that you can get Silent Hill or something like that, but don't tell them and be mad at them. But like, I yeah, thought you were going to talk about this conversation we're about to have. You were prefacing, no matter what, it's for fun. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> don't call me names, please. <laughs> I know I'm being a little bit psychotic and, and OCD about this thing. but <laughs> Holden, Holden bends down, puts on oh, a no. wig of that guy from Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Kojima. Uh, <laughs> Kojima, that will happen. 
Um, I, I, I mean, honest. I have a very hard time believing that there is that this is just an indie developer. I, I am finding that incredibly hard to believe. The more I I've looked into this, but let's go through it. Um, oh, I'll God. share the the stories, and then I'll. <laughs> Trevor's like, oh God, oh, God. here we go. <laughs> Guys, I got I gotta uh, leave by six. Are you sure we got time for this? <laughs> yeah, we got time for this. Okay, so starting off, Blue Box Studios, Hideo Kojima, and Sony PS5 exclusive rumor hints Jeff Keighley links explained from Ian Agosa at Dual Shockers. So people on Reddit have noticed a lot of like odd coincidences that linked abandoned and then this small studio called Blue Box Studios or Blue Box Game Studios and Hideo Kojima. The speculation mm-hmm. being that Kojima has secretly been working on a Silent Hill game for the past several years and Blue Box Studios is a, is a front for all of that. Just like <laughs> he did with Moby Dick Studios and Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain and just like he did with um, 778, um, 7780 Studios with, uh, with PT. So you mm-hmm. did the same thing. So since the first trailer for Abandoned back in like April, this rumor has been brewing. Well, it blew up on June 15th Blue Box Game Studios, I think not so cleverly tweeted, guess the name Abandon equals first letter S, last letter L, reveal closing in dot dot dot, hashtag PS5, hashtag PS exclusive. And I totally understand how people would see that after there was already Kojima, Silent Hill rumors, and then go, oh Mm -hmm. my god, it really is Silent Hill. And people freaked out. But that tweet has now been deleted after causing all of that kind of hoopla. But then hours after... Blue Box denied that they are working on Silent Hill and having affiliations with Kojima or Konami. And the reason there's still a hoopla is that this is, again, exactly what happened when Moby Dick Studios and 778 Studios occurred. There is the whole denial. We're not really Kojima. We're not making Metal Gear Solid 5. We're making your small indie game, Phantom Pain. And then it turned out to be Metal Gear Solid 5, Phantom Pain. So, like, denials is not working for a lot of people <laughs> on this. Um, so, it's attracted the attention of some of these big journalists. Yeah. Uh, like Jason Schreier, MBG, um, who's not necessarily big, but he um, got a chance to talk to Hassan. And, uh, oh, Hassan Karman's the creator of um, Blue Box Game Studios. I forgot to mention that. And also another journalist named Mark Delaney, who they've all talked to him and reported their on their conversations. And Jason Schreier's conversation kind of sums up most of what um, was said. There's a few other things that are additional I found. But Jason Schreier found that this guy really is legit. It's not like it's Hideo Kojima. There is actually a guy named Hassan Karaman, mm-hmm. and that is a studio, indie studio made up of a network of friends. He said like 10 friends, and then they have um, 50, um, in total, including those 10 friends, 50 people they're working with, with outsourced studios. There's seven total studios they're outsourcing with. Um, and one of the things that... Jason pointed out was that he knows that this um, Quran guy is a real developer because he's been frequenting Unreal Engine forums and Reddit um, um, communities to answer questions about um, two other devs about Unreal Engine. So like, this guy clearly knows his stuff. He's not like an actor. Despite several denials, the conspiracy won't stop. This is likely... Oh, I already said the part. After talking to um, Karman, Jason still, however, had many things that he thinks didn't add up. So one, this is a small indie developer who claims to be making a photorealistic game at 4K 60 frames per second, which is a tough benchmark for like any studio to hit, let alone one with 10 people on it. Um, Blue Box's LinkedIn page shows Karman as the only employee... I actually was not able to find a LinkedIn pro, um, account anymore. Mm. I think that's gone. Um... 
And their last project, this is the one I think is really interesting. Their last project failed to gain traction on Kickstarter. I actually should say this is their first project. It was a game yep. called Rewind. In 2015, they hosted this Kickstarter. They asked for $12,000, and they only brought in $207. Yet, they attracted the interest of Sony, who apparently reached out to them after that. I found that Kickstarter page, and it does say on there, from 2015, we were just bought out by, or we were just funded by a private investor, so we're taking down the Kickstarter page. So that that there is a 2015 web page that says that. Mm -hmm. um, and now we know that that was Sony who found them back in 2015. Um, Karaman will not mention who the other private investors are. Um, and he also won't mention any of the other developers who are working on Blue Box or working for Blue Box. He won't bring any of them into the fold. For whatever reason, he might have very legitimate reasons for doing that. Jason reached out to several people as organizations for comment, all of which declined. Uh, caveat on that, I'll get to it. Sony has not commented on this at all. Jason Starr reached out to them, they didn't comment. Mm -hmm. Jeff Keighley is, has said he's talked to Hassan over DMs on Twitter. He also Hassan said that previously when it was the phantom pain thing as well but it, mm. uh, i don't know if you saw that one yeah yeah <laughs> and in this case Hassan reached out to him and was like hey like can we show off our game during summer games fest this year and um and apparently they're working on that now um i'll touch on that one in a second because that one's interesting jeff Keeley didn't respond to comments or um or didn't um, want to give a comment to jason schreier actually i'll just say the Keeley thing right now J jeff Keeley's twitter account is set up so that you have to be he has to be following you in order for you to message him so mm -hmm. jeff Keeley was already following this guy before he reached out to him the time frame of when jeff Keeley heard from him is uncertain i haven't been able to get that detail but i do think it's kind of odd um and I think should be kind of pointed out. Like Jeff Keighley was already aware of this dude, this random like indie dev with like no prior track record before. Anyway. Mm -hmm. And then there's also two outsourcing companies that um, Karaman claimed to be working with. One was um, Noir Studios and the other is uh, uh, um, Deco, um, DecoCon. DecoCon Studios. Noir Studios has actually responded on Twitter now. They made a video with their founder who said that... Um, they are, it's such a weird video. He says they are, in fact, real people and that they're really excited <laughs> for the project that Hassan is working on. Um, that's all we know. Yeah. Um, Noir Studios, this is why I, I went, on, went off on this about Twitter. Noir Studios works on AAA games. They mm -hmm. have worked on The Last of Us Part Two. They've worked on Death Stranding. They've worked on like Halo Infinite, Fortnite, Days Gone. I mentioned that one. Spider-Man. Um, I'm missing another Sony exclusive that they did, um, but they, they work with like really big, they did Marvel's Avengers as well. They do really big games. Um, I don't know how this studio had the budget to work with them when one of the things from Jason's call and MBG's call, Mark Delaney's call is that the budget for the game was $250,000 for 50 employees and they get these huge companies to work with them. Mm -hmm. Kind of some of the things that don't add up. I have more I can kind of go on, but do you want to kind of chime with your thoughts here? Here's here's the my take on it all. As you were explaining it, I started to remember, I was like, oh, there was a game a few months ago that someone was, that people were like speculating, oh my gosh, is this actually secretly Kojima? And so while you were talking, I went back and looked it up, and April 7th, there's an article that says Kojima's next game 
is coming to yeah. PS5, but it's not abandoned. And I was like, oh yeah, that was several months ago, two months ago, people were having the same argument. And I remember the, the argument being like this, this poor guy from Blue Box Studios at the time, I was thinking this poor guy, they go and make this game and they, they go and they reveal it and everyone's just like, oh yeah, that's Kojima's. We're gonna give all that credit to Kojima. And I'm like, no, dude, it, we're not associated with them. Please, dear God, it's just us. Here's what I think <laughs> happened. All of that fallout, they got a ton of attention from that. All of that fallout happened, and then two months go by. They're about to reveal it. No one's fucking paying attention to them. They don't care about this game anymore. And they're like, remember all that attention we got when we were being compared to Kojima? Let's let's do a little marketing stunt here, <laughs> and let's try to stoke some interest again. So they're now making this up. And and Blue Box is saying, hey, I know earlier we mm -hmm. were trying to distance ourselves from being associated with Kojima, but now we're like, that's, that's getting us the most marketing we've had in years. So let's play into that a little bit. And so I, that's what I think this is. I think it's a stealth marketing campaign for them to get people to pay attention to Abandoned so that people will see their trailer on Friday and just get some free publicity out of it, out of a tweet. That's my take. I don't, I I don't think know. That's a, one of the possibilities here is he's, he's pulling yeah. off a grift. I think that's one of the possibilities here for sure. Sorry, I, I cut I, you off, Trevor. No, it's okay. I, so actually, while you were talking, I, I, I the reason I was looking off the sides because I was uh, watching the abandoned trailer because I hadn't actually seen it. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that that this is the biggest wrench in the cog for me. Because again, everything's lining up. There it was just like nobody knows who this is. They have never heard of them. They they're they're got all this stuff they're like kojima's done this before they're talking with this like everything is lining up with how kojima has hidden stuff before however no one has given me information on okay but konami hates kojima and also still owns silent hill and the last announcement we got about silent hill was a skateboard <laughs> right <laughs> which was this week yeah so I don't that that that's the big that's the big part for me where I'm like, yeah, but like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like did 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 Konami just go? Ah, you're right. We're a bunch of bastards. All right, come on back. Like, uh, I if if it weren't for that, if we had heard rumors about like Sony stealth purchasing Konami's IPs, that would make sense. Like, because there was that big rumor for a while ago that Konami was selling their IPs and um, Sony was going to buy them. And then it, Konami was like, we're not selling shit. Um, I, I, that's the part that makes it hard for me to believe. I'm very much in the middle. I want it to be true because, again, it's fun. Also, I love Silent Hill. I will take another Silent Hill. I love Ko uh, Kojima games. Give me both of that together. Um, but at the same time, if it's not real, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I'm in that boat too. Like, if it's not real, I won't be surprised. But it's so much fun. I loved like digging into yes. this and, and, and yes, finding out absolutely. some more. Um, I do want to offer a little bit of uh, background that might actually answer some of your questions, Trevor. So okay. last year, there was rumors of, of Silent Hill coming back. And there was mm -hmm. this rumor of like Kojima is working, or not Kojima, um, Konami is working on a few different projects for Silent Hill, but they're shopping them out to different developers. Yep. And part of those rumors was that Sony was trying to bridge the relationship back between Kojima and Konami. And then someone mm. had noticed that Kojima and Konami had started following each other on Twitter again. Yeah, so, th I, th I read into that one that uh, I, I, I think 
God, what was the time frame? It turned out that they had actually started following each other two years ago. I think it okay. was. Um, so it, it it was off a little bit, but it was still weird that it was like, oh, okay, so that's happening. Mm -hmm. But I also don't take Twitter following to be BFFs. Uh, mm -hmm. I know I hate follow a few people. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I want it to be true, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so here, here are a few things I wanted to, to share in addition that I found that I just thought was really interesting. And, and this doesn't prove it's Silent Hill or Konami yeah. involved or even Kojima. This is just more of me saying I think that there really is something bigger happening here because the timeline of events from what I was able to see makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It makes zero sense. So 2015, they do that. Um, that Kickstarter page, they get bought by, or they get like invested by, um, and Sony invests in them. And then they said, this is all from the Jason Schreier, MBG, and uh, Mark Delaney calls. Um, they started apparently working on their dream project, which is what they want to release now, back in 2017. And at the end of last year, they actually released it as an early access game on Steam. It's called mm. The Haunting Bloodwater Curse or something like that. I'm and one red flag, would Sony ever allow a game that they invested money in to be available as an early access on Steam? No. Don't think so. That seems very, very strange to me. And I'm, I spent some time looking through that page. And let me tell you, this game looks bad. Like, what is it really called? Bloodwater? Bad. Bloodwater, yeah, something like that. Actually, I'll link you guys the. the oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Blood, the haunting. Let me link you the gameplay curse. video I found. I found a gameplay video, but <laughs> it's thirty minutes long. All and, reviews mostly negative. Yeah, mostly negative. Um, let me find it because it, I couldn't. Like, I was really shocked. It looks terrible. Oh shit! It was just there. okay. Right, I've played it. worse looking games than this. Oh, okay. It's, I don't think it's, it's the worst-looking game ever. I'm just saying it. They don't look good. <laughs> not not a Sony has invested money in this and is yeah. really excited and, about but, this project. But again, like you're right, that Sony would not be like, oh yeah, put it out in early access. Just screw it. Go. Yeah, it's only a half hour of gameplay at at, at that point. Almost four years of development, and they only have yeah. a half hour of gameplay, and it doesn't look good. I just put the link in the chat for the video. Yeah, you should that, seriously yeah. skip around in it because um, it's bad. The whole mechanic is kind of fatal frame-ish. You take yeah. a picture of a ghost to kill the ghost and the way it's introduced is hilarious. This guy walks into a room. There's a skeleton with hair and a dress on on a couch and hot. there's a camera That's next hot. to him. He picks up the camera and then blood on the walls says, um, this camera kills ghosts. And <laughs> no, it fucking does. It does. It hundred percent does. No, it does. fucking does it. It hundred percent does. And um, I'll even let me see if I can find the timestamp. I'll explain this. And after then, this ghost starts to come after him. He's taking a bunch of pictures of it. It gives him like hit points, like plus five hundred points, and all this shit. And then after the ghost dies, he says, "Boy, this this camera really does kill ghosts." Oh my god. <laughs> Um, all right, it's at uh, two minutes and sorry, twenty minutes and thirty-two seconds in. You'll see him walking in the house, and you'll see that stuff on the wall. And I saw that. I'm like, "There's no way. There's no way. This is like legit." It was so strange to me. And they keep this promising kills ghosts. I want to frame it, put it on my wall. I want to write that in that font and just put it on the wall. 
cross stitch this for me, please? <laughs> <Cross> <laughs> <laughs> I need this. This camera kills ghosts. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Oh man. They oh, yeah. on their Steam page. Sorry, go ahead, Trevor. No, no, no. Up. You go. You go. On the Steam page, they keep promising, oh, we're going to release an update. We're going to release an update and, like, and patch up some of the stuff, and we're, we're going to do that. And there's all these like, comments of, like, ah, it froze up in this one point. I don't really know what's like going on, and, and the animations aren't great. And they're like, oh, we're going to fix all that stuff. And they've never released any updates. They yeah. have announced updates that they have the update coming up, but it never actually happens. Checks out. And Sounds like cyberpunk. Then mm -hmm. April 7th. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing is they released updates, but they didn't do much. <laughs> oh, they did half of it. Um, so April 7th happens and that abandoned trailer comes out. The next day on the Steam page, they say, oh, we're passing development on to this other company called CreateQ Interactive. We're no longer the developers of this game. Despite the fact that that guy continued to talk to people on the Steam page for like weeks after that happening, which maybe that's just a handoff period, who knows. Mm -hmm. um, CreateQ Interactive, I, the only thing I could find was a uh, company in the Netherlands that sells electronic appliances. I don't <laughs> think they're taking over development of, of this game, nor who would want to take up development of this game at this point. And here's Anyone the weird thing whose to dream it is to kill ghosts with a camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, the weird thing to me is that... Um, that trailer for Abandoned is not actually gameplay from the game. Yeah, Hassan said this on the call, like, it's not really gameplay from the game. Um, what happened is Sony was like, you need to give us a trailer, and you need to get this trailer, like, now so we can release it. And they panicked, and they put together this... Um, they, they basically, an Unreal Engine just got preset assets they bought off of a store for 35 bucks. Someone actually found the asset pack that they used and made it in one night, apparently. And in one night, that looks way better than the game they worked on for four years. And that's where I'm like, I call bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. They could have made an environment in one day that looked better than an environment they worked on for four years. No way. That doesn't mm. make any sense, especially when they have funding from Sony. They have funding from seven other... Um, Honestly, like, now I'm more on the side of, I want this dude to be a con man and he's just screwing over Sony. Like, I'm, yes. now, I'm now on that side <laughs> and very hyped for this lawsuit that's going to happen. <laughs> and, he's, and, I, and I think it's totally still a possibility here. Like, we'll find out tomorrow when this trailer yeah. thing comes out. Um, but it's like, this doesn't, this doesn't that timeline doesn't make any sense at all. You yeah. spend four years working on this thing. I, it looks like garbage. The, then in one day you do better. I want the trailer to come out tomorrow and it's a side-scrolling pixelated like Metroidvania <laughs> game. Like I, I just I want this to be the biggest con. I oh my god. <laughs> this would have been the best way to introduce Metroid Dread. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's Metroid, Metroid Five. This camera kills ghosts. <laughs> this camera kills ghosts. <laughs> So, uh, and there's there's a, a, a ton ton more. Um, I, I didn't really care so much about the whole like the number twenty seven showing up in a bunch of places. Yeah, and there, there, there's a lot like, of there's a lot of you're you're searching now, like you're looking and yeah. you're finding sort of shit. They're like, well, if you translate his name into Turkish and then back into Japanese, it's Kajiman. I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> like, did it's you a notice coincidence? that? I, I saw I saw a legitimate one where it was just like if you take Kojima's tweet about the movies he's watching recently, enough letters in it spell out Silent Hills. And I'm like, <laughs> I saw that no, one too. Yeah. No, 
No, do you do you hear yourself? Like no one's taking that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and the the tr name translation thing too, like I'm just assuming here, I don't know much about Turkish and Japanese cultures, but those might just be common names. Also, they apparently hero. Hassan <laughs> proved he's a real person this week. I saw some article, I didn't look into it, but I'm like, all right, good for him. He's real. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is one of the weird things, too, is that video is like, three, is, is like 30 seconds long, and it's just him being like, I'm a real person. Um, I'm not affiliated with Hideo Kojima in this. And it's like him against like a just a blank wall, and that's it. And I'm like, it still could be the grift thing. But this just screams Kojima, like that kind of I thing. Just, like, I just want him to be a con man so bad. <laughs> I just like they're gonna have to call on the, the cast to leverage to like get revenge on him. Like I just I need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the other weird thing. I totally forgot about this one. Noir Studios. Two days ago, they were following like 650 people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, they are use a site called Social Blade that tracks like what is happening to different social media yeah. accounts. They stopped following everyone except for 10 people, huh. including they still have Blue Box Studios and Hideo Kojima are still on the people that they follow, mm. which if they were trying to take away from the whole Hideo Kojima thing, they're getting rid of hundreds of people off their Twitter account. Get rid of Hideo, too. I don't think he's going to be hurt. You're not following him anymore. <laughs> that seemed like they're either playing into it because it's a marketing thing or what? I don't know. But... I also feel like this studio wouldn't be working with this indie team if there's nothing of substance that this yeah. guy is producing. Like, this is a serious studio. Yeah. Are they sending assets and then he's, like, wiping his ass with them and laughing? <laughs> like, like what, is, like, what is happening? It's really, really strange. Um, so I kind of don't believe that he's just an indie developer. That's the one mm -hmm. thing. I don't think he's an indie developer. I think that he's probably a developer, and I think he's probably associated with a larger company, and they're hi they're hiding the IP of the game they're working on. Mm -hmm. I think that's really what is is happening here. They um, don't want people to know the IP because they want to tease it out. And like, in, just to make the Hideo co um, comparison one more time, I apologize. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. tinfoil hat. Um, Whenever Hideo does this thing, it's for this like mysterious. I'm making a fake studio. It's for a existing IP. Metal Gear Solid, he did it for. Silent Hills, he did it for. The reason he didn't do it for Death Stranding is he didn't have to because he can't do this whole "what is it? What is it not?" kind of thing. It's like, oh, it's an IP you never heard it before. Oh, it but was Death Stranding whole, the whole what is time. It? What is it I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But people still did have the whole, what is Death Stranding? What's going yeah. on here? What is this game? Are we, we're playing it right now? What do you mean we're playing it right now? Like, this is like what he does is his marketing tactic. Yeah. And I feel like if it legitimately wasn't him, if it legitimately um, was just this indie studio doing their own thing, Sony would have made a comment, Konami would have made a comment, or Kojima would have made a comment. Yeah. Konami commented last year about the Silent Hill rumors and said that it's not happening. Are they, they specifically said... It's not happening in the way it's being reported. They kind of talked around it, but that was kind of like the gist of how they said it. it was very strange. Sony absolutely would have gotten ahead of this and said, no, 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 um, like we're not, like that, that's not what's happening here. We need expectations. Sony's pretty good at setting those expectations. That's the thing that keeps getting to me is why haven't these companies said anything? Yeah. You yeah. think that they would have. So uh, I'm like at a total loss. It's crazy. It's non. It's crazy nonsense. I'm going to walk us back a quick hour and be like, by yeah. the way, while you were talking, I literally just remembered that a new Fatal Frame got announced. 
But it was a oh, remake, yeah. wasn't it? It was another remake. <laughs> oh, I think it was a remake. But still, a, a, yeah, a, a, a Fatal Frame was in one of those presentations, and I just now remembered, going back to not remembering anything. But yeah, no, I think I think it's wild, and I I I kind of want to be a con man now. <laughs> the the last thing I I'll say on it crushed. is that we know be totally crushed. I'm I'm going to use this as an opportunity to tell a joke, and then we'll move the conversation forward. We know that Twitter. And who people follow <laughs> is like the biggest, um, the biggest smoking gun, and we know that from KFC, because KFC on Twitter literally follows all five Spice Girls <laughs> and six random men named Herbert, and uh, that's for the eleven herbs and spices. Um, so that's a true thing. It was a secret that's been out there for a long time that someone only recently discovered. But I think that's that's the most telling thing. Ten people, one of them's Blue Box, that's so one of them's good. Kojima. That's art. Yep. Um, so for time's sake and for KFC Trevor, we got to Tender on. Box, where it's, it's exclusive the five Spice for Girls. KFC's. Yeah, for exclusive for KFC's <laughs> gaming console. <laughs> um, moving on to the third party, which is more speculation. <laughs> the speculation episodes. Other side of suspicion. Here we go. Rumor: EA is getting set to bring back a quote established IP at EA Play Live. Says Chris mm. Moyes at Destructoid. Apparently, mm. it's Dead Space. Okay, oh, okay. I'm reimagining, not a sequel. I'm gonna move my mic back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scoot back a little bit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please! <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing about this uh, is the night before this uh, news came out, I literally was talking to one of my friends about Dead Space. And I'm like, it is such a fucking shame that we're never going to see another Dead Space game. And then this rumor came out the next day, and I was like, don't do that. Don't give me hope. I just... I you put it, you spoke you, it into you existence. Toiled, you, you put it on a vision board. So much. I did. I did. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I need it. I need it. I hope so. I hope it's real. I'm so fucking pumped. I love Dead Space 1. I got the platinum in that. I did the whole thing with just the little plasma cutter. I love Dead Space 2. It was great. Mm. I never got around to playing Dead Space 3. I was excited because I had co-op, but I never never got around to playing it. But You don't need to. (laughs) What's funny is that I got it. I got it for my birthday. (laughs) I opened the shrink wrap, and then it just sat on my shelf. (laughs) EA plays at the end of July. the end of July, yeah. Okay. So we have a little ways to go, but I agree totally. I can't fucking wait. I've only played the first one. I never played the second one, which I really regret. Which I kind of would like them to bring back, like a trilogy, you know, kind of thing or whatever Gotta for the Dead new Space consoles. Mm. But Extraction I as well from the Wii and the PS Move. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't actually think like that that, that collection is going to happen though, because if this no. is a reimagining, they don't need to do the whole like go back and relive the early story. Like they probably don't want to do that. So I'm a little bummed, but I'm. Really, really happy that this is is even being talked about because kind of the advanced wars thing. Cutters, I just want it. Mm. Yeah, mm. Mm. kind of the advanced wars thing. I'm like, we'll never hear about Dead Space ever again. It's just, it's just the way it's going to be. But um, at least we're talking about it, and that makes me really excited. And to think about being on a ship, like the dark ship, like in the first one, with mm. ray trace lighting to like oh. illuminate beautifully and sounds great stop, and 3d please, please audio stop being, please stop being so arousing i just i really mm. need you to stop I i'm dead stop space talking. sexual right trevor <laughs> trevor and haptics oh, oh god haptics oh, mm. i want to <laughs> feel it stab me <laughs> um <laughs> i want to feel it stab me <laughs> 
Um, so we're all pumped about Dead Space. That's yes. awesome. Yes. I might be pumped about this next Fetch Quest story. <laughs> Let's see. Don't worry. Nintendo, quote, absolutely has plans for Animal Crossing New Horizons going forward, says Liam Doolin at Nintendo Life. No specific content was mentioned, but look uh, more. Uh, look for more to come. Absolutely. They're going to have another Easter Bunny event next fall, next spring. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Here, here's the thing that I was kind of shocked about where people were just like, what do you mean we didn't get me? I was like, this game has already gotten more attention than any Animal Crossing game ever. Like, except mm. for the mobile one. The mobile one gets all the microtransactions and stuff. But, like, they've already done, like, so much stuff with Animal Crossing New Horizons that if they stopped, there's still plenty of stuff there. Like, they could literally yeah. just set it to auto-update for the seasonal events, and it'd be good because it's Animal Crossing. The only thing, though, is that there have been, like, the data mines that have been accurate about so much stuff that say, like, like they predicted red coming back. They predicted the swimming. Like, yeah. they, cause the data mines have shown a lot. And they said, like, oh, we're going to get more shops. We're going to get, a, like, a bigger nook's cranny. We're going to, like, when's that stuff coming? Like, that's the that's the part I get amped about. I just want the um, cafe. I need, I need roost. I, yeah. I just, that's all I want. Boring. Yeah, no, that game's boring. <laughs> Your face is boring, Chad. <laughs> Psychonauts 2 was made without crunch, according to senior producer Rebecca Smith at PlayStation Lifestyle. Nice. Hooray. That's why it Good took them. 25 it years, but also great. If it takes 25 Good. years and you're still profitable, Honestly, awesome. Yep. Apparently... So did Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, I heard about that. However, however, um, I was listening to David Jaffe talk because he was in this like whole debate about crunch. He had a very surprising take, to be honest. But that's besides the point. We won't get into that because it's a whole long conversation we don't have time for. Um, but he said that he talked to someone who he didn't name, but he's like, I talked to someone who works in Insomniac. He's like, hey, did you guys not crunch at all on development? And their exact words were something along the lines of, we certainly made it a priority. Which kind of oh. says like, mm. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it might have been it wasn't like terrible crunch, like you hear it like Rockstar or Naughty Dog, but it sounds like there probably was still hey, something. Was your game yeah. made without crunch? Um, this camera kills ghosts. This camera kills ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the Borderlands movie has officially wrapped. Wait, 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 wait. You skipped Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, I skipped over Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> I already checked it off, so my head I was just like, I already said it. Final Fantasy Nine is getting an animated TV series. Says Liana Rupert at Game Informer, awesome. and it's That's called awesome. Dragon Ball, and it's that was made thirty years ago. No, stop <laughs> it. Just because someone has a monkey tail doesn't mean it's the same thing, Trevor. No, I, I loved my favorite part about Final Fantasy Nine is the characters and the story and this existential crisis that everyone's going through. So I'm excited to see that narratively played out. I've in an never anime. played it. Dude, it's great. We played it for Barf. Go play it. It's good. It's good. It's good. And they have all sorts of cheat modes it. now on the PS4 I think version. You can get it on the Switch. You can. Oh. Okay, maybe we'll play it. The Borderlands movie has officially wrapped filming since Dennis Patrick Game Ranks. I already said that one, but I have to go in order because yeah. yes, yeah, like that. And that's exciting because despite Randy Pitchford interrupting everything on set during their stupid presentation, uh, they finally were like, thank God he left. We can finish filming. And then this is them announcing that. <laughs> oh my god i forgot also super hyped about e3 freaking wonderland a borderlands <gasps> fantasy yeah. I, I need it yeah. i want it again oh, i forgot yeah. about it because 
everything, but that's that going to be awesome. Tiny Tina D&D uh, DLC from Borderlands 2 was my favorite piece of DLC. It was fantastic and hilarious. And it's a whole game of it. I can't oh, wait. When I, when I saw that, I'm like, Chad's going to be so happy because that's your favorite character in Borderlands. Mm -hmm. They're making a whole mm -hmm. game around I her. I love Tiny mm -hmm. Tina. They're going to love that. Speaking of love that for Chad, because I think Chad will be happy about this. Overwatch crossplay for Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Woo! and PC available now. Says Owen Woo! S. Good at Polygon. Let's go. I got so many people tweeting me about this. We got we got Matt, we got Brent, we got John, we got Darby, we got Jeff, we got El Jefe. That's Jeff again. Uh, yeah, also all, all sorts of people are just like, we're excited for this. And now we're going to play. That's it. I'll play. Yeah. I, uh... I'm still, I just, I got to wait for Overwatch 2. I'm not going to buy Overwatch right now and Overwatch 2 is right on the corner. So, mm. it's good news when I get Overwatch it. 2. It's good. Sorry, just I'm lame. I'm super lame. I get it. Yeah. God. God. <laughs> and that is all the fetch quests that we have. Trevor only has Whoa. six more minutes before he has to go. Um, so, it is up to you if you want to do a We're So Fucking Humble or not, or if you want to skip got, over I, it completely. I got a quick We're So Fucking Humble. I, I, had, I, had, yeah. I had two, and I had a long one, and I got a short one. Short one. You are, uh, you are allowed to greenlight any sequel to any video game that has ever existed, and it will immediately be worked on. What game do you greenlight? Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's why I said sequel to the game because I knew if I did any game it would just be astronomical but because you see I thought about the instances they're already fucking doing mine Metroid Dread is real what that's the thing like we, we do live in the the you know the decade of sequels and whatnot but there's always the few that slip through and uh, you know what I'll do mine I got mine Jack and Daxter. I want a new Jack and Daxter. I don't care if it's a sequel to three. I don't care if they just get rid of it or whatever. I just want a new Jack and Daxter that is in some form of sequel. It's the characters that I love back doing wacky, sh wacky shit. Freaking Daxter just being a, a massive asshole to everyone and just everyone loves him. He's like the <laughs> bender in, in, a, in, a, in a ferret suit. It's great. <laughs> okay, so I have two answers. I've got one. I okay, had, the first go. one I came up with. Go ahead. You go first, Chad. Go first, Chad. Okay, I've got one. It's it's the um, it's not it's the only one I can think of right now that I loved the first game. Uh, I'm not as passionate about it as as a lot of other internet personalities are. But Bloodborne Two, I, I'm super into whatever like Bloodborne Two. Get out! Beautiful. I was gonna say Bloodborne Two. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm. Good answer. Yeah. All right. I was gonna say answer. Bloodborne Two as well. I have a backup. Okay. Someone, so, but here's the thing. I thought I still have two. Um, <laughs> so Bloodborne Two <laughs> is one of them for sure. Um, I thought of one, and I'm like, this is so stupid. You can't say this out loud, but I'm gonna say it out loud, and I'm gonna look it. really stupid. Okay. But I'm gonna do it because I liked playing this game on GameCube when I was a kid. It's okay. the only Sega game I've ever beaten. Okay. Billy, Billy Hatcher, Hatcher and the Giant oh, Egg. No. I would love to see that. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god, I remember this game. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. I remember stocking this at GameStop. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Billy Hatcher. Weird Billy Hatcher was the game that when we were playing Halo on the Xbox downstairs at Christmas, we had to make our little cousin Rick, who wasn't allowed to watch us shoot things, he had to go upstairs and play Billy Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a fun, charming unique game where you roll chicken eggs around mm -hmm. everywhere. 
<laughs> it's enjoyable. The second one is very similar to Chad's answer, and that's Sekiro 2. I want Sekiro 2 so, so bad. Perfect. And why not? I want Elden Ring 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy bastard. <laughs> and... We have three minutes left. That was our game on game show. Game game show. Woo! Yay! That was good. (laughs) Uh, Go find Trevor at all of the places that he listed at the beginning of the podcast. And if you need to hear those again, listen to the first twelve minutes of the podcast that he takes up listing all the podcasts that he he does. Um, Just find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. That's all you need. Yeah, that's a really long Twitter handle at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. Um, You have homework if you're a listener. Responding fire. I I had to pull some strings. (laughs) <laughs> patreon.com slash respawnaimfire go vote on a barf game we're going to put up another poll for July and because we're extending Red Dead it will be a short game in July I promise only four short games to vote on go there to also get dope wallpapers um, and then pff, I don't know fucking like us on shit go like us please like us please thank you <laughs> like Trevor for joining shit. us we will get you out of here with 62 <laughs> seconds to spare I promise um Hey, here's our usual <laughs> sign off. Until next time, um, licking my balls, it's a callback.